Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On today's episode, the Fleming Scholarship is given to an up-and-coming coach of hockey in Manitoba. Jennifer Fleming is here in town to give it out. She created it in memory of her brother Wayne, her dad Jake. You'll hear from her on the podcast as well. Philly and Joe from Power Mornings, the Power Parlay, our Super Bowl preview, plus crying in basketball, that's on the podcast. The second Fleming Family Hockey Coach Scholarship, supported by Jennifer Fleming, will be presented to an outstanding Manitoba hockey coach tomorrow night at Maples Community Center. Jennifer started the scholarship in memory of her dad, Jake, and brother, Wayne, to recognize an upcoming Manitoba hockey coach who shows similar coaching and leadership traits that were characteristic of both the Flemings. Last year's inaugural recipient was Bison's men's hockey captain, Brett Stoven. I was actually there calling the game at which he was presented that check with uh, for UMFM. I remember it being emotional. And uh, Jennifer joins me now on the CJB Sports Show. Flew in from where she now lives in Vancouver Island. And Jennifer, can you tell me more about the scholarship? Well, um, when Wayne was sick, I came up with the idea of wanting to carry on his legacy. And coaching was his life. And I just thought it would be nice to help somebody else get there. Sorry. And so this is the uh, second year of this scholarship. Correct. Yeah. It didn't actually, it was stalled for a bit. And then when my dad passed away, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to um, recognize both of them. So what was, was your dad big into coaching then? My dad actually was, um, he and Nick Hill way back in the day were the ones that got the cheer system into Winnipeg because before that you only had basically house teams. So that, that brought hockey up to a totally different level back in the sixties after, um, we, the family kind of got bitten with hockey, um, my dad started the Canadian professional hockey schools and he, um, like the whole family initially was involved in the hockey schools and my dad ran that for almost 30 years. And so this scholarship is designed to award an up and coming coach in the Manitoba system. Yes. Well, and, and to help them, I know that it, um, you know, it, it costs money to get your various levels of certification and um, hopefully this helps um, offset those costs. Especially for people that are maybe trying to balance school with their love Absolutely. of coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I would imagine that hockey is a pretty big part of your upbringing too. Um, yes. <laughs> it was whether I wanted it or not. So did you play? No. Hmm. I didn't play. Did you want to play? Uh, no. <laughs> I I never really I learned to skate at the CWC community club but um, after we moved away from there I never really skated again it was always around you but you were never really a part of it then um, pretty oh. much okay. I mean I mean I I worked for the hockey school I there was always hockey people around um, my dad uh, even though he ran hockey schools, he also sold life insurance and financial planner and had quite a few of the original Jets as clients. So they were always around. Um, Bobby Hull worked at our, 
hockey school. Bobby Clark worked at our hockey school. Reggie Leach worked at our hockey school way back when. And um, so it was always, there was always hockey. And then when Wayne got into it, um, there was just more hockey. <laughs> well, and, and now his name is on the arena at the University of Manitoba, too. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how often do you get back to Manitoba? Um, now, once a year, <laughs> just to do the scholarship. And if I could have it so that it wasn't in winter, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, well, you missed the, the deep freeze by about four days, luckily for you. Well, I still remember the the deep freezes from my from my childhood. The last time that I was out here in winter prior to this year and last was, oh, I think it was 2000 and, mm, 2002, 2003, and it was minus 42, Ooh. so... Yes, I had to borrow a coat to get here, though. <laughs> well, I remember seeing a couple of days ago all the stories. You know, everyone, everyone in Canada is dealing with the deep freeze, and then people in BC I are like, know. "Oh, look at the cherry blossoms! Look at, isn't that sweet?" Yes, I took a picture <laughs> of my my daffodils coming up in my yard. <laughs> yeah, people here don't want to hear that. I know they don't. That's why I took a picture. Figure <laughs> picture worth a thousand words, right? Exactly. So, yeah. What was the yeah. process like in terms of figuring out who would win this award? Uh, well, the um, there's an application process that goes out from the foundation. And um, then myself, the um, Jack and Paul from the Sport Foundation, and Jeff Woods from Hockey Manitoba, if I'm saying that correctly, I'm just whether it's Manitoba Hockey or Hockey Manitoba, um, we confer, we review all of the applications and um, go through the process and um, come up with who we feel is the um, the best recipient for that year. So, and last year it was really quite wonderful because it was um, awarded to a bison. So I was able to present the first one to a bison, of which Wayne was a bison. He was a bison coach. And under the name of his arena, so that was really very very special. And the this year's recipient is a Triple A AAA Bantam coach Wonderful. who's still in school and um, has really um, got quite a few of the designation or the courses under his belt, and um, is very very keen and um, is a appears to be a, a very, very upstanding young gentleman and very well respected um, by the parents as well as by the Winnipeg Hockey um, affiliation that um, also wrote in a letter of support for him. So Great. Um, felt that he was, he was a very good candidate. Great. Well, Jennifer, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. No problem. Uh, enjoy your time back in Winnipeg, and I think it's great, the scholarship that uh, you're helping young coaches out. Thank you, Christian. Appreciate that very, very much. Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for, the Power Parlay Super Bowl preview. Let's head inside the FM Sportsbook with Philly and Joe of Power Mornings. So we were so close to getting three for three last week. I had Naomi Osaka to win the Australian Open. She did it. 
Philly had the Timberwolves to beat the Jazz. They were down huge early, but they rallied to lose by only five. Cover. They, they covered. They covered, oh, and no. then ah, ah, this is no one knows the NBA like me, baby. And then Sunday, we were all watching the Pro Bowl intently to see if the NFC would show up, and they got they got crushed. Yeah, I found out Monday morning when I got into work. <laughs> you didn't watch it. What are you, what's the matter with you? You put up seven points. Who puts up seven it's points? It's a fake game. Yes. Nothing matters. The O-line just stands up like, hey, do you guys want to rush? No, okay. Yeah, that's humiliating. The amazing thing is six million people watched it. Six million? In the States, six yeah, million. That tells you that there was nothing else on that day. That's yeah. true, but yeah. still, that's yeah. why they're going to keep doing it because I'm, it's I'm stupid sorry. that they still do it. I'm sorry. I blew the tickets. Man. All right, well, we Yo. get the real football game now. The The Super Bowl is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally. I'm pumped. I, 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 like, I'm really, I think we can all admit in this room, It's good, we can all agree it's going to be a really close game. I hope so. I would think so. For someone that has no rooting interest in, I guess I'll cheer for the Rams just because Patriots fatigue, but I really don't care who wins. Mm-hmm. I just want to be entertained. That's the, the way I was last year, too, with the Eagles and Patriots. I didn't really like either team, but it was a very entertaining game. I would agree with that. There's a bit of a spectacle going on at halftime with Maroon 5 and the politics around that petition. I don't know what will happen there, if they will kneel down or not. And then the WWE announced that they're going to have something called Halftime Heat. They're putting on a six-man tag team match on their network during the during game? The halftime. Oh, during yeah. the halftime. Alternative programming, yeah. 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 Oh, wow, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't care about Maroon 5 at all. Yeah. So I'm. You're gonna watch wrestling then? No, I'm probably just gonna go to the washroom for 15 minutes. I'll go throw some sausage rolls in the oven, or if you stand on the balcony. If you if you're at an establishment, which a lot of us will do yeah. as well, you go yeah. go to the washroom. If you smoke, you go out for a cigarette. Yeah, just anything but Maroon Five. Yeah, yeah. Because every every good artist that's associated with the Atlanta kind of rap hip hop culture. They don't like what the NFL politically has stood for. Right, right. So they're not getting involved. And the whole kneeling thing, they've been really upset with that, so they've all kind of declined to be there. But the game itself, it opened with the Rams favored for some reason, and then it was immediately bet to Patriots being favored. What's the line right now, Philly? Joe, did you have two and a half for the, the Patriots? The last I saw, I, yeah, and I think it was yesterday, to be honest, was two and a half Yeah, I've been seeing that. It's, I don't think it's going to get to three. That would okay. change a lot of things if it got to three. but So basically, it's basically a toss-up. Yeah, Two and a half, it's a toss-up. Yeah, pick them. Like, I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. So, Joe, we'll start, we'll start with the game, and then we'll get to our silly prop bets. <laughs> I, you know what? I would love to see the Rams win just because it is something different, but my money has to be on Tom Brady to wrap up this season. It's just been kind of a wonky year for them. He says he's not retiring but it sounds like he's having a lot of fun. This is the most media stuff I've seen him do in the fun playoffs. Fun stuff. Like fun. In a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like he seems he's legitimately motivated. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he's still playing off of this whole underdog, so and dumb. here we are. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in, in, in the Super Bowl this year. And I have in the past. And won. The Giants year, that was a big underdog win. But I'm going with Tom Brady and New England this year to win. I, uh, I took the Chiefs. I took the Chargers. I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm not going for the hat trick in the Super Bowl. Listen, I actually, the Rams can do some things that other teams can't that I think work in their favor, and that is get pressure up the middle quick. Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue, if anybody can pose problems and get Brady out of his rhythm, it might be the Rams' defensive line. Plus, they can score. 
but I can't pick against the Patriots. It's weird for a team that's been in this many Super Bowls that they look more motivated than usual, that they look um, more focused than usual, like they're on a mission. Does that make like yeah. the, the way they just went through their their offense just went through that Chiefs defense at will, the way they went through the Chargers at will. I just have a funny feeling they're going to find a way to beat the Rams. So the Rams' defense hasn't been all that great either this season. Not as bad as Kansas City's, but you you watch those games against the Cowboys, and they didn't look great, but they got the win, and then they shouldn't have beat the, the Saints, so you could say they're playing with house money here. But simply because the two of you picked the Patriots, somebody <laughs> in the room has to be the devil's advocate. Yeah, well. right. And you explained it, Philly. The pressure up the middle. The Chiefs didn't have that. They've got edge rushers, and the Patriots can handle that. But up the middle, when teams pose problems for them, the reason the Giants won those Super Bowls, the main reasons why, is because Tom Brady was neutralized in many facts by the the rush up the middle. Yeah. And Aaron Donald is premier. Well, probably the best interior pass rusher we've seen in years. And who knows if Ndamukong Sue could just rip off Tom Brady's ankle. (laughs) It could happen. You never know with him. So I don't make this pick with all that much confidence, but because somebody has to do it, I'll go with the Rams, and then Sean McVay becomes this new pharaoh of football. Because yeah. he is the he young guy. He already kind of is. Everybody's looking for their well, own this is the, Sean McVay. The narrative is the passing of the torch from the genius Belichick to the f- next genius Sean McVay. Okay. And, he, you know, the guy's, what, I think he just turned 33? Yeah, young man. Yeah. Closer to my age than uh, a lot of people in the <laughs> league are. Well, it's funny that you mention McVay's age okay. because that's one of the prop bets. All right, let's go to it. The I, prop bets. The Super Bowl is full of oh, these obscure little side bets that... On the coin toss, even, people have millions of dollars will switch hands because it landed heads or tails. Honestly, and, and, and I did this last year, and I actually stayed home last year to watch the game. And in years past, you know, Philly and I have been out doing uh, different things. But I actually put together about, like, I think it was about $100 just worth of prop bets. Just like $10 here, $10 yeah, there. Yeah, and it was fun because yeah. they lasted throughout the game, right? And so if, if you just want to have some fun and some skin uh, in the game, it really was a fun way of doing it. And some of them are absolutely uh, wacky and mm-hmm. just like a 50-50 shot, right? Like a coin flip. So the one I wanted to look at was uh, Sean McVay's age. How many times it gets mentioned during the broadcast. And <laughs> Philly, you told me uh, the going rate right now is one and a half Ooh, times. They're saying over under one and a half on mentioning Sean McVay's age. <laughs> I got to think it's going to be over. Yes. Yeah. That's an easy one. I, I, say, I think higher. Yeah. I think that will come up a lot. And also uh, Goff's and uh, and Brady's age will mm. come up a lot in conversation because they've been playing that up okay, basically so in the hype. Joe says take the over on yeah. how many times they mention McVay's age. Here's another great one. How many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict <laughs> ahead of the play? Because Romo's becoming the, this legendary color right. commentator. Um, they're saying the over/under on that is eight, so that's I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna that's say a under because you're saying he'll have another great week of doing this. I don't know, and 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 calling what McVeigh's gonna do because McVeigh's got all these weird trick plays. Yeah. I'm gonna say under eight. Okay, Romo predicts wow. less than eight. I thought it'd be over just because I read an article that quoted Jim Nance, and he says. What Tony Romo does to prepare for a game was just well, as much as a quarterback. This one. <laughs> and two weeks with this one. And he did very well in the playoff game. And uh, he can buy into his own hype. Oh, yeah. Tony Romo, oh, I think yeah. he goes over. Okay. Uh, now, I was thinking about doing the 
what color will the winning Gatorade be or yeah. who will the teammate or the Super Bowl MVP thank first, teammates, family, or God. But I was just looking at the odds, and I was stunned to see the odds on this one. Will there be a penalty for roughing the passer? Oh. oh. Yes is actually the underdog. It's plus 105. Brady's No playing. is minus 145. And Dominic is going to rough Tom Brady. 100% is going to happen. If I look at Brady through my TV screen the wrong way, it's roughing the passer. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You're, You're not going to throw boy. one of your famous sausage rolls at the TV, are you? You don't like to waste those. <laughs> 100% they're going to call a roughing the passer penalty, and it's going to be a pivotal play. So that's my guess. There's also a bunch like, which commercial appears first? Yeah, it's, it really is fun betting on these prop oh, bets. I like this one. How many times will CBS show Giselle Bunchen during the game? And that's Ooh. under the over under on that one's one and a half. I would I would say over, yeah. especially if the Patriots are winning. What the heck? Which commercial yeah. will appear first? Turkish Airlines or WeatherTech? <laughs> Turkish Airlines minus five hundred. <laughs> well, I guess that's an obvious, isn't it? No. <laughs> All right. Um, How guys, would we know in Canada? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have like a Super Bowl tradition? You guys do? I like Joe said. Some nights, some some years, we're out and about at a, at, at a bar or a lounge. This year, you know, who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah no real. Steadfast it's, tradition. It's pretty much the game within the game for me this year. It's at what quarter do I, uh, you know, inflict enough pain and come out with a sore tummy? Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, just, I, yeah, yeah. No matter where I am, like you wouldn't believe. Food, food, food. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same thing. And then it, it, you need to get the food, and then you get Pepto Bismol. You got to have it ready. And then you just get on your phone and watch the fun begin on social media. Yeah, with oh, yeah. the Twitter's teams. fun. Twitter's fun to yeah. follow along with that yeah. day. It is. Well, especially when we don't get to see the commercials and mm. a lot of people on Twitter do. So. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. And that's what you do after the game as a Canadian. You go watch the commercials <laughs> That's <online>. a tradition. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Enjoy the game, guys. Thanks, Christian. Rudy Gobert should be an all-star this year in the NBA. He's averaging 15 points a game, 13 rebounds, 2.2 blocks per game. They call him the Stifle Tower because he's French and great at defense. He anchors the league's fifth best defense. The Jazz have turned their season around and solidified a playoff spot as Gobert steadied things amid Donovan Mitchell's shooting struggles. So, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge from the Spurs got the all-star nod. Gobert was asked about this snub ahead of today's game against the Hawks. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even pay for money. You know, I don't even care about that bonus. To be honest, it's just... It's just about my legacy, and it's about, you know, uh, just about I, I, everything I do, I do it to win. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it would be good if, you know, some, if you can get some rewards, you know, from that. You know, at one point, uh, I mean, I've said it, I've said it over and over, you know, it's, it's, it's about winning, and, uh, and they know it. You know, they know what they did, they, they're not stupid, you know what I mean, so, uh, they know. Uh, a few times, a few times. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a rough night. I mean, uh, you know, my mom called me crying. Um, it was it was tough, but you know, it is what it is. They have to bounce the ball so close to that. The video on the Utah Jazz website stops there, but a reporter in the scrum filmed it further with his phone. Just a few moments later, Gobert couldn't fight back the tears, abruptly walking away after breaking down. I, the audio of that sucks. I'm not going to play it here, but he would have received a, a million-dollar bonus if he made it as an all-star team member this year. He's not eligible to get that bonus, though, even if he's selected as an injury replacement. But a reminder here of what happened. His mom called him crying. He said he wrote and deleted several messages on social media, and finally he got too emotional to speak. So he walked off, wiping away tears. So, of course, it was up to some of the corniest guys in the NBA to weigh in and mock Gobert. And it sounded... Some something like this. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. 
There's no crying in basketball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it! Humans with empathy. Rogers Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No, no. No! No! And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in basketball. There's no crying in basketball. No crying! Okay, what actually Draymond Green tweeted was, I guess I should cry too. To which someone replied, like you cried in the parking lot for KD, referencing the story that after blowing a 3-1 lead to the Cavs in the 2016 finals, Green called Kevin Durant to recruit him to Golden State while crying in his car. Warriors teammate Andre Iguodal tweeted out, he gonna cry in the car? And Isaiah Thomas, who has barely played over the last two years because of injuries, tweeted, come on fam, you are too big to be crying like that. But at least he walked it back saying he was joking and that people take things on the internet too seriously. Now, no one made fun of Draymond Green for saying he was almost on the verge of tears when his mom called him to tell him about when he made the All-Star team a few years ago. Carl Anthony Towns of the Timberwolves, who is also very tall, started crying after he found out he made the All-Star team. And again, rightfully so, nobody criticized that. Because they're tears of joy as opposed to tears of sadness. You can't cry because you don't feel good. I don't get it. It's a real mean girl's luck for the top team in the NBA to be mocking Gobert like this. It's also a terrible message to send to kids. And I know it's only a couple guys in the NBA doing this. But it's basically saying, hey, you want to express any emotions? People are going to make fun of you, which is something that... I think has been taught for a long time. What was that Gillette ad about toxic masculinity a few weeks ago telling men that suck? Not all men, just men that suck. Stop sucking. This is an example. Draymond Green, Andre Godala. Just stop being bad humans. You think he shouldn't cry? Okay, well, if you think that, okay, just shut up and sneer in your locker room, but keep it to yourself. By the way, the Jazz and Warriors play in 11 days, and I hope Gobert dunks all over Draymond. That would be incredibly satisfying. Don't worry, a lot of people don't like Draymond Green. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs>